Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a long time. It's been a minute since we have sat together and just been able to chop it up, honestly. Yeah, it's been a, a long minute since we ourselves have been able to release. Yes, as as you may know, you know, my name is you know, Brother Don or Don. I am the half of the release podcast host. And my lovely co-host, you know, Lady T is over here. She's in the building. What's up, Lady T? What's up, Don? Man, it's been a minute. It's been, shoot, I, I don't even know we can say minute anymore. I'm like, what we can say, like a new phrase, like it's been an hour or something, because it's longer it's been, than a minute. It's been a long time, like a long, long time. Yeah, it's been, it's been a while. How have you been? I have been on an interesting journey. Okay. I don't think it's um, negative, mm-hmm. but I also it has positive aspects. But it's it's like gray, like you just don't know. You're trying to figure it out. The same. It's yeah, yeah. It's it's been one of those. Somebody should have told us that. You know, you get closer to thirty, you get to I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna call that the I don't know decade. Like. No, like for real. It's it's just for me, I would say um I'm approaching a year of being married. May thirtieth. Shout out to my wife. Hey baby. Woo-hoo. Love you. <laughs> um I know who I am as a man. I know who I am, you know, as a person, individual, just solid in my own being comfortable in my own skin and just knowing me. I'm just figuring myself out as a husband because it's it's a challenge to take the person that I know I am and to try to, okay, still be that person but also be someone's husband and me being someone's husband and me being me don't always connect. Yeah, I get, it, it's definitely a new hat that you haven't had to wear yet. Like you're, you've been wearing it for a year, but you didn't wear it before then. Yeah. So it's like, and like the first man, the first couple months, like the first three or four months was great. That mid. December area was a was a rough little patch of just trying to figure figure me out because then I started seeing things um, stuff from my childhood stuff that um, I thought I had dealt with but I didn't it was just from a surface level yeah and I thought I was good with it but then the moment when we would have conversations and begin to unpack, and I'm like, oh, so this is where this stems from. This is from that. Okay, let me adjust this. Let me adjust that. And then I, had, I remember I had a conversation with my mom, um, just telling her how I've been feeling and how growing up I had to make sure everybody else was straight. Mm-hmm. And I have to get to this point where, okay, 
is Donovan okay? Right. Is is he good? Is he you know is he all right? For so long, that's all I've known is just making sure people are good. As long as they good, I'm good. But in reality, it's like no man, it's hurting. It's yeah, suffering. Don't work like that. But that was just my makeup, and it took for me to get married to see that because it's like, okay, as long as my wife good, I'm good. But she's seeing that you're not good. Yeah, and she's like, no, but you're not. And <laughs> I'm grateful that you, you know, you provide, you make sure that we have what we need. But I can also tell, like, you're not good on the inside. Yeah. So when she started pointing, you know, different things, it's like, oh, yeah. But my mom said something that freed me. She was like, you out here trying to make sure everybody else good and they don't even know that you're doing it. Mm. Hmm. And she was like, yeah, don't worry about us. We good. Right. Don't, you know, worry about everybody else because they don't even know that you're making certain sacrifices and everything for them. They don't even know that. But you're stressing yourself out. She's like, let it go. It's like, okay. You know what's weird? When you just said that, that's all that's kind of been resonating with me for like the past month or so mm-hmm. is let it go. Like you like you know how you're somewhere and you just hear it randomly, like it just drops, just drops in your spirit, like let it go. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just having conversations with friends, like I was talking, you know, Kevin, and mm-hmm. his thing was like, at this point, I, you know, no, we just got to let it go. He was like, what I've been doing, I can't. I got to, the stressors, the, you know, mm-hmm. going here and there, breaking my back for everybody, and then I'm not good. Like, I got to let it go. And I feel like everybody that I've been having a conversation with in this phase right now has dealt with some level of bending over backwards for people but not doing the same in return for themselves, not even just looking for it from other people. Like, the same energy they give other people, they don't give to themselves. And, like, all of them have been like, I need to let it go and live for me now. Yeah, and it's it's tough because I don't know how to just be like, yeah, I'm going to do this for me. <laughs> I feel bad. Like, when I go to even get me a pair of shoes, it's like, yeah, but I know this needs to be yeah taken care of or, you know, my wife needs this and this is more important or whatever the case may be. That is the struggle for me now. Yeah. Like, I know, yeah, I need it, but I can go without it. That's my whole, you know, dilemma. I get it. I, I feel like if you had, for example, if you took your wife with you, if you wasn't by yourself and you were like, I want to get this, but how would you feel she responds? I have done that. I still wouldn't get it and I'd get her something. That's insane though, because she's telling you. Yeah, because it's like, I am um, a thinker, analyzer, um, but I overthink a lot. So my overthinking is what stops me from doing a lot of stuff. Mm. 
I learned I have a tendency to overthink. However, when I start talking it out, it helps me not to. Because overthinking really is kind of just caused from being inside of your head. So when you take those thoughts from being inside of your head and process them outside of your head, you're able to get beside yourself sometimes. Sometimes you'll realize, like, no, I was right. I don't need to make this move or do this right now. And the other times you're like, no, I done talked this out. I done did plenty enough this week and took care of this and took care of this. Like, I'm good. I'm going to get this for myself. Yeah, I, I get that. But then at the same time, when you've been conditioned for so long to make sure everybody else is good, it's hard to just snap out of it and just be like, all right, I'm going to buy me this, 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 and this, and I'm not going to care how I feel or how anybody else feels. But because of how I view things, that priority is, okay, make sure the house, what we need, is taken care of. Making sure we have gas in our cars, making sure bills are paid, and then whatever my wife needs, make sure she has. So I'm like the last on the list, but that's just how I've always been so conditioned. for one, it's not going to be easy to break out of that. Two, you still want to keep a component of that. However, you have to figure out a way to grow beyond that. So if you've been doing it, for almost 30 years, you have to put in almost twice as much work to kind of counteract that. So, like, that's to say, like, thinking or bringing your thoughts from outside of your head, you can't just do it, like, one time. You need to do it with everything, even if it's not just buying yourself something. If it's just when you're having regular thoughts and you in your head all the time, like, okay, let me talk this out and figure this out. So now you're conditioning your brain to not be inside your head when you have those moments. So you have to do it not just when it's happening, but beforehand to kind of work your way out of that. But also if you're always doing that and this is how, and I feel like we have a tendency to say like, well, this is how I've been conditioned over time. And we kind of keep going in that same direction because we feel like, well, this is what I know. And it's just, you know, kind of hard to get past it because I've been like that in a lot of areas in my life. But if you continue to do that, and you're always putting yourself on the back burner, then at what point do you become important before you hit the grave to yourself? Mm. It can be one thing. I'm sure your wife, because I know how she is, she's going to do what she needs to do so that she, you know, you feel important to her. She's going to do that. Like, he always goes out his way. I'm going to make sure I go out my way. However, that's not a cycle that you want to continue for yourself or if you have men that you groom after you because now they pick up on those traits. So it's like how long do you feel like you're not important enough to yourself to do it? Hmm. I've never never looked at it like that from that perspective. Hmm. Wow. Because, I mean, I, I feel like I've had traits like that in – I know there are certain people in my life because they know I'm like that. They're going to go above and beyond to try to do for me or be there. However, I can't expect them to do something that they haven't seen me do for myself yet. True. 
and they probably honestly wouldn't know how to do it for real for real if i don't start doing it for myself they're gonna do it how they think it should look um man i'm like weird in a sense because i am so used to being in a what's the word in my own bubble per se like i'll be open with certain individuals if i'm comfortable enough but for the most part like i'm very closed off and i give off this demeanor like oh he's mean but i'm not so (laughs) you look like you about to laugh because i literally (laughs) just had this conversation with someone else and they were like oh my gosh like I wish I, you know, would have been talked to a while ago because the person that I know now, like, I love this person, but I never took the time to, like, actually get to know you or talk to you to know that before now. And I'm like, I feel like I get that a lot from people, but it's just your demeanor sometimes, or it's like, I feel like there are a lot of things you can shift and, you know, change, but your demeanor is kind of like the essence of who you are. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that's something I even want to change, honestly. I don't think I would want to change the that demeanor side of me because I kind of like it. Yeah. Like, I like just, you know, hey, being to myself a little bit. Like, I like that everyone can't just approach me any kind of way. Yeah. So, it's a form of protection for me. Yeah, I was like, some things I feel like I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to change. Not, not one of those things. Like once I let people in my bubble, then fine, I don't mind. Yeah, showing them who I am. But I also feel like everyone doesn't deserve to see who you are, because some people are just going to mishandle it, or some people can't handle it themselves. Yeah, big time. And I noticed that, like, a lot of people couldn't handle, I guess, the the truth in me. Or they didn't know what to do. Or it was viewed as something else. But, man, I, I just got to a point, like, man, I don't care how people view me, like, their perspective of me. I'm okay with that. As long as you're living in your truth. Yeah, so it's like... I know me. I'm comfortable in my own skin. I know what I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. I know who I am. I know how I can be. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Now, whatever your perception is by seeing that, that's on you. It is not my job to make you like me. Yeah. So if you think I'm cool, I'm cool. If you think I'm not, But you're also not meant for everybody. If that's the case, if we were meant for everybody, I'm sure all of our personalities would be the same so that we could mesh well. Um, But that's not how it is. Everyone's different. And I think I've been kind of dealing with that over time of, you know, people have these. First of all, let's be honest. If you are in your 30s, going into your 30s, Please stop being upset at people 
rapper, oh, well, they, they clickish. They don't even know. That's, it's not about being clickish. And at some point, you should be old enough to know that. You have yeah. certain people that are your safe haven, people you can be yourselves around. And I can be vulnerable or show the darkest parts of me, and I know that it won't be released to other people who don't need access to it. So it's not about being clicky at this age. It's about being with people who are like you and are going in somewhat of the same direction of you mm-hmm. or supportive in the direction you're going into. Yep. So like when people come like, oh, well, y'all, you know, y'all clicky or this, this. No, these and every and I can say that because I have two or three people who I'm like, these are my people. I still can hang with other people. But when we're doing something, there are certain things we're just not going to do or discuss mm-hmm. around other people. Why? Because I'm not going to allow my character to be mishandled. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to do it. I don't care about people's perception. However, what you're not going to do is tarnish my character or my reputation. Gotcha. It makes perfect sense. And it's not necessarily that you're doing something wrong, but it's just you get in spots or places in your life. For example, I'm pretty much a huge advocate of, you know, bonding, like, sister, like, connection, um, you know, not being competitive with other women, mental health, but I have my times where I'm not in that space. I have my times where my mental health is through the ground. So I can't just be open with everybody, like, this is where I'm at mentally, and then, you know, they feel and say, oh, well, you know, she was just telling us last week how to deal with this, and now she's struggling, like, no, that's why everybody doesn't need. You can give some. Yes, I'll give some levels of transparency, but not not the whole not thing. the whole thing. Because you can't you can't handle it. Yeah. Like if I was to tell people from beginning to where I am now, they wouldn't be able to handle that. They wouldn't mm-hmm. even understand. Oh, now I get why he's the way that he is. They wouldn't. It would be viewed as something else. Especially like past experiences, things you've learned from. They gon' <coughs> people love to hold your past against you, rather than saying, "Dang, this is what they encountered, and look where they wh- look with how they were able to to come through." No, it's gonna be some people like, "Oh well, you know, I heard that she went." No, that's why certain people don't need access. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Now I have no problem if I needed to speaking on certain things because it would help somebody else. However, I'm not going to be pushed to speak about something until I'm ready about it. Me too. Until I'm absolutely ready and just be like, okay, now let's put everything out on the table. Yeah, because sometimes you need time to put the, the – I have a few experiences I would love to share with people, but I need to do it in a way that makes sense, that's not tarnishing someone else or, you know, putting other – no, I want to speak on it so that it's giving light to what I encountered and how I got through so you just need time to to get the right thoughts formulated and communicate it in a way that's effective and not damaging. Yeah. So um earlier in the year I know we all over the place. The title of this episode is the release. Okay. So we're just We're just here cuz we need a release. Y'all just don't have to bear with us today. It's been a minute. Um Shoot, if we be an honest, everybody probably need a release. So <laughs> facts. Um man. Uh so earlier this year, I was saying that this year was personal. I did not know 
<laughs> Got to be careful. I did not know what that meant or when I said it. I was just saying, man, this year is, is going to be personal. I didn't know how personal it was going to be. Yeah. I, I did not know. To the point where it's like, okay. Where are you mentally? Where are you spiritually? Like, what's your next move? What are you trying to do? Um, you got a business going. Where are you trying to take that? Yeah. It's been a lot. It, it really has. Um, how how would you say your 2021 is right now? So what's interesting is I remember about two years ago, could have been three, but I had a prayer and the words were heal, feel, restore, and make whole. Hmm. I wanted to be healed. I wanted to be filled up, restored, and then made whole again. And it's weird. I didn't go through those things in that order. But I can see where those things pop up. So, like, this year, I can see where it's the year of being made whole. And I went through that phase of just healing from past experiences, past traumas, um, just childhood experiences. And my therapist was just, you know, talking to me about where I'm at now because I came up on, like, my two-year anniversary for counseling. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's odd because no one talks to you about the phases after healing. One, healing is a continuous thing anyways, but they don't tell you about kind of those gray pockets in there. Mm -hmm. So it's like now that I'm healing from certain situations, especially from childhood experiences, it's like I feel that inner child, like that me before I lost my voice. Mm. So my experiences caused me to be mute in certain areas. And now that I'm finding that voice again, I'm like, how do I balance that? voice from who I was originally to the person that I am now. So there's like a gray space of recapturing the innocence of who I was before my traumas, but also kind of merging it with the woman who has experienced life now. Hmm. So it's, it's been a heck of a journey. And I know she told me last year, like whatever you don't deal with, will deal with you. And it's been a lot of me dealing with stuff. And she was like, you can't go into the next. I don't know what the next phase look like, but everybody keeps talking about this next phase, this next phase. You can't go. She was like, you can't go into this next phase of your life without dealing with your past. Because it's going to pop up where you're going. And I'm like, y'all must know something <laughs> I don't know. Because where am I going? What this even looks like. Like, everybody's been saying that, you know, this next phase. Like, well, y'all please tell me so I could be prepared. I'm, I think you, you are preparing for it. Just even hearing you talk and seeing you now, you know, I see the growth. And to say you don't know what that next phase, you do. I was about to say, well, let me not say I don't <laughs> know. I don't know exactly what it looks like. And I'm kind of afraid of what I'm envisioning. Because now that I'm recapturing my voice before it was silenced, I'm afraid that this next chapter is requiring me to use it more. 
in more of a widespread arena. But why why be afraid of it? Well, first of all, <laughs> we you try to go into a whole session about this. I'm still dealing with the idea of vulnerability. I can see that. I have to some extent gone to transparency, but it's easy for me to be transparent without me being vulnerable. It's not easy for me to be vulnerable. But what if what if you being vulnerable helped and saved someone else? See, what I was, I'm not saying it wouldn't. I'm just saying I'm trying to get there. <laughs> but I'm also, <laughs> it's not just me being afraid of being just vulnerable in itself. It's me being afraid of the people on the other side of the spectrum, the people who are involved in these experiences. So I'm regaining my voice, but I also don't know how to voice it in a way that doesn't involve the people. Like, I have to include them in some way because they add it to my experience. But I also, I'm just super protective of people, even if they've done me wrong. That's so weird. No, I get it. But, okay. So what if you was to you was able to express yourself but change the name where you're kind of you're protecting those individuals in a way but you're still able to tell your story yeah i've been i've been looking at a, a few different ways of how i actually want to do it but y'all know the city is small it's big but it's small (laughs) Hey, no, nah, it is. It, it is. They're going to be just like when they was watching that movie, The Help. Uh-uh, I know exactly who. No. <laughs> so, I mean, definitely, you you definitely have a, a great story to tell to other young ladies. And I get the being vulnerable and the, the fearfulness of, of that. Because now you're completely exposed. Yeah. Like, I feel like if I did it, y'all probably won't see me for a few days. Because I'll be, like, (laughs) hiding in my house. Like, making sure my groceries stocked up. I don't want to go nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) Calling somebody, can y'all drop off? uh, I'm in the mood for some red lobster. Y'all go drop it off. (laughs) Just, uh, you know, sit about the steps. Your tip is up under the mat. (laughs) Thank you, please. Um, No, I get it. I get it, though. I get it. Because... Man, one of my biggest fears is just failing, failing in general. Like, I know what's the next step and phase for me. It's just that's my only roadblock to me that I am have allowed to stop me for. What, I'm 29? I was 16 when I was supposed to start doing this. But what does failure really look like? What What is failure? I, I don't know. I guess it's the, because it's in my mind and have been in my mind for so long. And I have looked at other situations where people have fallen and uh, get back up wasn't so great. But they got back up. 
I ain't see that part. I stayed on <laughs> the falling and it wasn't so great. So now I'm seeing the, oh yeah, they got back up and it kept going. So now I'm to the point where, hey, I know failure or, or failing is a part of life. And it's also one of the greatest teachers in life. Yeah, I would I would say the only time you truly failed is when you fail to keep going, when you just stop. Because people who fall did just like that that's just what they did. They fall. They they fail. They didn't fail though. Like they How do I explain it? As in the, I get it. I get what you're saying. The truth the truth failing is if they would have just stayed down there. Yeah, so, I mean, them falling is not them failing. Sometimes you have to fall to get where you're going. So, I guess for me, that because of the overthinkingness, oh, if it's even that's, if that's a word. Sorry, <laughs> I make up my own words. So. I mean, clearly we flowing today, so. <laughs> so, because of my overthinking, me overthinking, I think sometimes that's where the the conflict happens because I didn't pay attention to the to the the get up of the individuals and how they kept going and kept pressing. I was just so focused on the falling or not falling and failing. And it's like, God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to fall. I don't want to fail. Like, this is a huge responsibility. I don't want to do this. But what if he needs you to fall? One, because what you're already, you you already started by saying, this is how I'm conditioned. This is how I am. And he's like, I need to break that down. I need to knock it down. So you're going to have to fall because I got to remove those things. And then I can build you back up. But you ain't going to go where I need you to go based off of these conditions you already got. <sighs> that explains the little but I'm in. That explains a lot. I just told another friend that. I said, you're looking at it as a spot of this happened to me or what's going on or why am I in this spot? And it's not necessarily a negative place to be put on hold or to, to you're, you're looking at it as like I can't do what I was trying to do. And God is like, you can. Once I finish talking to you, you wasn't listening. Mookie, you, you on my, you on my doorstep. Okay. I mean, a lot of people don't listen when they up there. They ain't gonna listen until they get down there, and they like, dang, what do I need to do? And you, they, like, oh, now you want to listen? No, because man, my wife said the same thing. We had a conversation on the way going to church Sunday. She was like, um, you know, you're supposed to be doing something, right? And you got complacent and lazy you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing and you know how you're supposed to be doing it but you allow being complacent and being comfortable and being complacent to delay where you're supposed to be when she said that i said um i have no response to that man you, <laughs> you, you, you hit the nails on the Head right there. 
I mean, the thing about getting to a place of comfortability is you're not supposed to be there. It, it's like a safety net a little bit. And, you know, he going to let us do what we want to do because of free will. But if it's something you're supposed to do, he like, all right, I try to give you a chance and see if you was going to get yourself out of it and push on. But now I got to do the work. So now that comfortable place is uncomfortable. And you're like, what What different happened? Something different happened? Or I'm doing the same thing? And it's like, yeah, you are doing the same thing. That's the problem. But here's the... Here's the... Not messed up part, but here is the irony of God, though. When he takes over, he takes over in a way to where you still can function... In your everyday, you know, living, doing what you're doing. But he also definitely makes it extremely uncomfortable for you. It's like when a parent tells you, um, do your homework. And if you don't do your homework, this is the consequences, repercussions behind it. For me, I would do my homework, but I'd do it in a way where my mother would be like, oh, okay, whatever. But let somebody else would have checked my homework, like my grandma or my aunt, would be say, come here, erase all of this, rewrite it, this is how we're going to do these numbers. And although it was extremely uncomfortable, but it put me in a place to where if I'm going to do something, if I'm going to do this homework right, I'm going to do it right to the T so that my aunt or my grandma wouldn't get a hold of it. And I'm sure they was going to be right in your face the whole time you redid it. <laughs> the whole time. And then if I mess up, it was a ruler or something and popped on the hand and then, hey, get back to it. Or if, if if I was getting ready for a, a spelling test, hey, write these words out ten times each. You're going to spell these words, say these words. And it's the same thing with, with God in a sense, but he does it so delicately sometimes. So what if those falls on your way to where you're getting is him with that ruler? Like, ah, that ain't how I want you to do it. Let's do it right. Let's start over. Now I'm realizing that though, like it took me, took me a minute to really understand what God is trying to do within me. Like, like I knew, but this moment, like this year of me just saying, Hey, this is personal after experiencing last year and really taking a time out this year and say, Hey. This is personal. Whatever it is, I'm going to take the time out to figure it out what it is. And bits and pieces, God will reveal stuff to me. It's like, hey, you know this right here you didn't do. And I gave you this chance to fix it. You started off doing it, but then somewhere along the line, you stopped. And I gave you this another chance, and you stopped. All right. I'm going to walk with you this whole journey. You fall, I'm going to catch you. Yeah. I don't know what the fall looks like, though. 
So he I, don't need you to look. He don't need you to know what it looked like. Because if you know what it looked like, you'll be like, nah, I'm good. So that's where the. He like I just need you to trust me. So that's where the the uncomfortableness is coming from now. Because it's like I'm so used to preparing for the fall instead of just going. Now I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm just gonna go ahead and go. Because I mean, at the root of it. It's really not the fall itself. You've kind of been in your own space your whole life. And you don't depend on other people. In this instance, you have to depend on him. So you have to trust that he's going to be there to catch you. Your thing is, you kind of struggle. Yeah, you've kind of struggled with trusting other people because you're like, I know myself. I can do it. I trust myself. So at the end of the day, it boils down to our trust. It's never, I had a conversation with somebody and they was like, no, I had a conversation with Dahmer. And he was like, you lack faith. And I'm like, don't you come for my faith like that. <laughs> and he was like, but if you know that he's done certain things for you before, it don't matter how long you're in this situation. It don't matter what you're looking for him to do. He's going to do it when he wants to do it. However, you have to have faith that he's going to do it. You feel like he's not going to do it because you've been in this place for too long and you felt like you should have been out of it. But all you have to do, he said, maybe it's not the place, you know, maybe it's just not that it's not ready for you. Maybe it is him saying, I just want you to have faith first. Then we'll go. Yeah, I I can definitely agree on that end because... Like, I have faith, but I'm always thinking logically and from a different angle and perspective and stuff like that. So sometimes that logical side kind of take over the the faith aspect of things sometimes. And it's so crazy because almost nothing about that is logical. Exactly. So it's like, and once again, for so long, when you are operating in your own way because of the free will that he gives us, it's not like, nah, I'm going to take this away. You got to follow my way. Yeah, we have to follow his way regardless, but he gives us free will. And sometimes our free will, it gets the best of us. Because here I am, going to the beat of my own drum, doing my own thing. And God is like, okay. Okay. All right, enough is enough. I really need you to do this now. We, a lot of times we want things the way we feel it should look. We don't want the struggles. We don't want the downfalls. We don't want... The heartache in it because we don't see it. We don't. We don't see the struggle or the downfalls when we look at others, and in certain positions, we just see where they are. We just see the high. No one tells us about the lows. But see, that's the crazy thing. We're looking at other people, and we want all the oceans and the seas and the world ahead of us, but we're still too afraid to leave the shore. Who? Your boat ain't going to go nowhere if you still on the shore. I wish I had a bell or something that just hit the. 
<laughs> Mookie. You want an ocean blessing and you still still got your your, your rope tied to the shore. Mookie. Mookie. You better say it because that just took me out. No, like. You got to trust and let go of the rope. Yeah. Set sail, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to let go of the rope. And then you got to be vulnerable. Yeah. See, I knew it was a reason why we just <laughs> did a pop-up random. Yeah, this was legit, like, random, y'all. We was just, you know, text yesterday, like, I need a release. Like, all right, bet. Let's just talk about anything tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm glad we did that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because <laughs> that was nothing but you. You knew what we needed. To sit down face-to-face and talk to each other. And help others. Why we talk to each other? I pretty told you, sometimes you just got to talk to get out of your head. Pretty dope. Pretty dope. So, I guess we can close this out. Yeah, I feel like we talked enough today. <laughs> All right, just last thing. Um, What's next? We talked about, you know, a lot of different stuff on today about being vulnerable letting go, trusting God, getting out of, getting out of our heads, um, celebrating two years of therapy and seeing where you are, growth. So what's next for Sister Mookie for the rest of the year? I, um, I got to get beyond my fears of my past to get where I'm trying to go. So a lot of people know that I started grad school like a year ago, a year or two ago. It wasn't a great time. Honestly, it wasn't a great fit, the school. I allowed that as well as the fears of other past experiences to hinder me from going for it, for it again. Gotcha. And I know I need to do it because it's also a segue for what I'm purposed to do. So, yeah, I I need to challenge myself and let go of the rope myself and uh, hop back in there. Come on, letting go of the rope. You know, hop in the boat. And, um, yeah, I think I just need to be unapologetically myself this year I love it uh, I'm here for it you know I'm a that's like, gonna ruffle some feathers <coughs> but hey ruffle them <laughs> <laughs> man for me just really getting out of my way man Trusting God wholeheartedly and really just let go of the rope and get on the boat. And if you tell me to get off the boat and walk on water with him, I'm going to get off the boat, walk on water with him, despite of how everything may look or feels or seems or whatever the case. 
says something else, something is is in store for me that others need to hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. I think this is also a challenge to everyone else to really assess where you've been and what you've learned from those experiences or where you are currently and figure out what you need to make those next steps. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Man, Mook. I love you, man. Yeah. I love you too, brother dog. I was still <laughs> processing this whole conversation we had. I no, didn't like, even register that. No, like for real, because this was much needed for me, if anything. Just to give me that push and jump start that I knew I needed. And some things that need to be let go and move forward all, honestly. Yeah. So I'm glad that you actually followed through and said, all right, let's do this. Yeah, because we both need it. Yeah. I I hope that this conversation, you guys, or just hearing our thoughts help you to evaluate your own thoughts. And yeah. Yeah. Just self-evaluation. We can't continue to be where we're at. And you're not going to, no matter how hard you try. So, yeah. With that said, remember, release it, heal from it, and be free from it. Till next time. Love you guys.